You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. A year of the harvest. Listen particularly in the area of souls. Now, as a result of us being aggressive in the area of soul winning and reaping souls, we're also going to reap in other areas of our lives. Amen. Receive the prophet. Okay. And, and you guys look at me for a second. Write this down. This is what we need from you. Write this down. This is what we need from you. Okay. Um, you have two pastors who are seasoned, who have heard from God, who hears from God. And, and uh, you guys aren't lacking in any area relative to spiritual things. And if you're lacking in the area of finances or any other area, it's not because you have not been uh, instructed. It's not because you have not uh, been given the proper information. Uh, insufficiency or lack in those areas come as a result of not being doers of the word. But this is what we need from you. Um, Matthew chapter 9, verses 35. This is going to be our foundation scripture for this, <clears throat> for launching um, the new year. Matthew chapter number 9. Um, let's read this out loud in verses 35 through, through 38. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Everyone, are you ready? Let's read. And Jesus went about all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of diseases and all manner of sicknesses. I mean, I have a different translation, so let me read. But when he saw the multitudes, now he's going throughout Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were distressed and scattered, dispirited as sheep having not a shepherd. Verse 37, then he said unto his disciples, the harvest indeed is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, I want you to write this down. The first thing we need from you here, we have Jesus. I want to say Jesus. He's going about preaching the kingdom or the gospel of the kingdom of God. People are being healed of all manner of sicknesses and diseases. As believers, you have been given the authority to lay hands on those who are sick. And guess what? They are or they should recover. So we're not going to tolerate people being sick around us this year. We're not going to tolerate lack. We're not going to tolerate uh, any form of uh, uh, that which is out of sync or character of God. Amen. If you know someone who is sick, listen, you need to come let the men of God lay hands on you. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to get that far. Come here, let me lay hands on you. You could get a crazy, let, let, let me say something. I don't care if the doctor diagnosed you with whatever. Just because he said it or she said it doesn't mean that it's true. 
let God be true and every man a liar. God calls me whole. God calls me healed. He calls me blessed. So if it's not the report of the Lord, I'm not going to receive it. Are you with me? But one of the things we, we, we need from you, number one, I need you, and this is by the Spirit of God, and it's all in line with the Word of God. We need you to live as fishers of men. <laughs> we need you. I want you to write this down. We need you to live as fishers of men. Now, during this time, Jesus was preaching. Uh, uh, priests were all around him. There were Levites or people who served in the church. There were scribes in the land. Then, too, there were his disciples. But watch this. But none of them or very few of them were aggressive in the area of spreading the gospel. They were idle. That's why Jesus said, man, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers, there are few. The first thing we want to do or we need from you is to live. What's number one? To live, to live as fishers of men. To do what? To live as fishers of men. And I'm going to give you some more of that here in a second. But number one, um, under live as fishers of men, right here in our text, and I want you to put the, add these things that I'm about to give you, these four things, to your daily devotion. Number one, I want you to pray that as fishers of men, we walk with spiritual perception. Notice when Jesus saw, he perceived, when he saw, he was moved with compassion. So number one, we're going to pray for what? Lord, give me, I thank you for spiritual perception. In other words, when I am, when I am in the company of people, let me see them as souls in need. Because if, if, if I'm not discerning this spiritually, I can be around people and be oblivious to my call. Wherever you are, listen, that is your pond, okay? Number, that's not your only pond, but that is your pond. Prime example, if you are in finances, that place of business is where I begin fishing. <laughs> if I am in college, I... As I stated Sunday, you are a fisher of men who happen to be a student, but you are a fisher of men first. And I'm going to show you this. OK, well, I'm a nurse. No, you are a fisher of men who just happen to be a nurse. Are you with me? So the first thing we're going to pray for is in our text. When Jesus went about all this, well, back at verse, and he saw what, what, what verse was that? Number 36. But when he saw the multitudes, so he was in the midst of the people. Not only were they being healed, but he, but he had compassion. Why? Because they were as sheep having no shepherd. They were lost. Okay? The next thing you want to pray for, as official men, Father, give me compassion for people. Notice, he saw the disciples of the harvest plenty. Uh, when he saw, he was what? He was moved. He was what? He was moved with compassion. So that means I'm not coming at you in a judgmental way. Now, don't start that don't judge me stuff because that's, that, that's not Bible. The scripture says don't judge without judging yourself first. Because if I judge myself first, then I can judge you more clearly. But he don't say don't judge. So don't, start, don't judge me. But I'm saying don't come at people in a condemning way. Have compassion. 
In other words, remember that you were not always saved and at the place of a maturity, you, you used to do some things too and probably there may be some things that you are still believing God for total deliverance in now. So when I approach you, I'm not coming to you as if one who was perfect in all my ways. Are you with me? So you want to have compassion. Watch this. I don't care how mean the person is, how low down, how trifling, Jesus still loves them. I don't care how, I mean, they could be the most of notorious or nefarious of men or women. But if they're lost, Jesus, he loves them. And guess what? He expects us to love them like he loves them. Do you hear this? And watch this. These things are important because if we perceive, then I'm going to meet you where you are. And if I have compassion, then I'm more inclined to, to, to come at you in a fashion whereby you can receive from me. Because when you condemn people, the wall goes up. Are you here? Are you with me? So the first thing I'm going to add to my prayer list as a fisher, one, I need to live as a fisher of men. Number two, Every day now, we're going to do this every day. When you do your devotion, incorporate this in your prayer. Lord, give me a eye to discern spiritually. Thank you for spiritual perception. And see, why is that important? Because you see straight through the natural, the fleshly. And I, I see a soul. I don't see a crackhead. I see a soul. See? see? I don't see, you know, or whatever. Dope boy. No, I see a soul. I don't see one who is a pothead. I see a soul. See, if I see you as a pothead, man, now you can't come to church like that. They, you know, shut them down. Shut them down. Are you here? So you see the... That don't mean I'm condoning what you're doing. I just have compassion. See the difference? See the difference? So number one, I'm going to pray what for... Y- y'all, please talk to me. This is class. And I want the people who's listening to this on podcast to think that I'm not in here by myself. Okay, so number one, we're going to pray what? For spiritual perception. Number two, we're going to pray that as fishes of men, we have compassion for souls. Okay? Number three. No, 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 no. The next thing we're going to pray for is that people are ready. Notice he said, the harvest is plenteous. So we're praying that one, I have a spiritual perception. Two, I'm compassionate. And when I am in a company of people, they're ready. Okay? They're ready. Don't worry about what to say. Holy Spirit, I don't know. See, that's a good place to be. Holy Spirit, give me what to say. Okay? Then we're going to be giving you pointers to and things that you can do. And one of the things you can do is always look for a door. The, the, the door is the common ground. Something that you guys may have in common. Okay, it could be a pair of sneakers, it could be a car, it could be your hairstyle. But but see, if I'm not discerning this thing, I can talk to you for 30 minutes, don't know your name, don't know where you live, and didn't invite you to worship. But when I'm spiritually discerning this thing, I know your name, I know where you live, I know whether you go to church or not, and I had the opportunity to what? Invite you. Now, the first and most important thing is that you have an awareness that you are in need of a savior. So Jesus is, so we're not trying to get everybody to come to Shekinah. I would love that, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But there's a, a, a great mass 
thousands I can't name, thousands upon thousands. So the first important, the most important thing is that you, you know about Jesus. Now, after bringing that awareness, then I'm going to invite you. You get it? And, and, and you know, and if they have a church, I'm God bless them, whatever the case. And, and, and watch this. Well, why do you say, every, don't you want everybody to come here? Absolutely. Just like God desires all men be saved. But guess what? It's, 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 all men aren't going to be saved because some are going to reject him. Are you with me? Then two, uh, well, why would, you're a likable person, pastor. You teach good. Yep, but somebody may want hooping. Somebody might want a taller preacher. Somebody want me shorter. I don't, but we're not worried about that. The thing is, are you a believer? Do you know Jesus in the point of your sins? Okay, so number three, we're going to pray what? That the people are ready. Why do you say that? Because he says the harvest is plentiful. Harvest means reaping. It's ready. Okay, then the last thing we're going to pray for is that, Lord, send forth laborers. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. Now, here, don't, don't do this. Don't ask the Lord to send out laborers. And don't include yourself. <laughs> Write your name down as one of the laborers. Yes. Because what we're going to see in a minute is that most oftentimes, um, we, are, we would cheer from the sidelines, but don't necessarily want to get in the game. Okay, so as Christians, as disciples of Jesus, every believer, watch this, has the mandate of discipling others. So we can't say, well, I'm not an evangelist. You are a disciple who evangelizes. I'm not a pastor. You are a disciple who evangelizes. I'm not a prophet. You are a disciple of Jesus who shares the gospel of Jesus. Okay, so it's not limited to the pastor, prophet, apostle, teacher, evangelist. It's every they have specific roles that they carry out within the church. But as disciples, we all have the mandate uh, or have been commissioned to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Okay, you guys with me? So those four things we're going to incorporate in our prayer. Now, let me show you something. Uh, Matthew 18, 19 um, notice the first thing I said, we need you to live. Someone say live as fishers of men. So this is what I do. What do you do for a living? I catch people for Jesus. I'm a sheriff. No, you are a fisher of men who happens to be. Uh, let me see the amplified version. I think them. if not, we'll do this one. Let's read again. Oh, okay. Let's read. Ready? Read again. I say to you. No, no, no. Matthew 4. I'm sorry. Did, did I say 18? Or did I say 4, 18 and 19? <clears throat> now, here we see the beginning of these guys becoming fishermen. And Jesus saw, I'm sorry, and Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He noticed two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter. Remember Peter, because as we go through these teachings, he's going to be important. And Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were they were what fishermen now watch jesus and he said to them follow me as my as my students just learners okay listen to this accepting me as your master that means you are lord <laughs> you are first okay and teacher and walking the same path of life that i walk do y'all see this? So that means if I'm going to be effective at 
catching souls. I have to accept Jesus as my Lord and say, as, my, as Lord of my life first, okay? Be, he, he is supreme in my life, above everything else. Accept him as my teacher, take his teachings, and walk the same path. What, what, what does that mean? If Jesus didn't walk that way, I can't walk that way. Why? Because it can affect me in the area of catching men. It can determine whether or not I catch you or lose you. Ah. So it's imperative that I walk like he walked if I'm going to catch like he caught. Do you see this? Who don't understand that? And watch this. You're not going to know how he walked if you're not a student of this word. Let, let, let me tell you something it, it, that's when we are not um, aware of where we are. You've been on that job three years and nobody, not only do they not know you are saved, they don't even, uh, well, not only do they know that you are Christian, nobody has been influenced by your life. You don't know you are fishermen. Some of you were in college. Some of you graduated from college. You went four years, graduated. Nobody got saved. You went to all the parties. All the step shows. As a, I'm talking about it. Now, if you're not a Christian, thug out. Whatever you want to do. But if you are a believer, a follower of Jesus, you should be infectious to those who are around you. And if I'm not, I'm probably yoked up in self. Foolish pride. Are you here? So he says, and I will make you fishers of, but they were fishermen. Right? So notice how he, he, he's, I'm going to take you from being a fisherman as an occupation to being a fisher of men first. Are you here? I'm, 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 watch this. Now, write this down. Just a little note. Verse 18, it says, uh, they were casting a what? They were what? They were casting a what? Now, let me say this. Um, th that Greek term for fisherman is in the generic sense. It refers both to men and women. So you can say people. I'm going to make you a fisherman of people. So that means men, you, you, uh, you can catch women and vice versa. And I'm saying that to say uh, don't just evangelize to all men just because you're a man. Women, don't just talk to women. Then two, we're net fishing. Stop just talking to black folk. Evangelize to the Hispanic, the Vietnamese, Asians. Caucasian, every ethnicity. See, when you when you net catch, net fish, you get a little bit of everything. But this kind of fishing, fishing, and watch this, is it, is making reference to net fishing, not line fishing, which involves you you know you know the little line you sitting sitting waiting. No no no. This is net fishing, and oftentimes they were just real heavy, had little balls on the end, and they would just toss them in. With the line, and when, and when you drew it up, it might have a little bit of everything in it. Okay? So it's not talking about, it, it, see, that's another important note. It's not talking about, you know how you, you fish with Papa and you sitting on the riverbank, and, and, and you throw the thing, and you just waiting all day? That, that's the problem. That's the big mistake because that's the type of fishing most Christians do. We, we, th we throw everything in, and we go on about our business. You come back an hour later, and nothing, nothing biting, waiting. Waiting. Are you here? But write this down because we're talking we, we're, from a spiritual standpoint, just like in the natural. The occupation of fishermen was labor intensive because you might be out there for hours. 
and catch nothing. You remember in Luke when Jesus, when Peter and him had been fishing all night? And Jesus, you know, said, hey, man, come here, catch it over here. And they're like, Lord, listen, now, I'm a fisherman, so I know these waters. I've been fishing all night and have count nothing. First, that, another point is Jesus knows. <laughs> Lord, I, I just came out of there. I ain't nobody in there wanting Jesus. And Holy Spirit said, go back. And you trying to argue with God. Lord, I just, I just ain't nobody. Them folk don't want the Lord. Foolish. Then when you obey him, you go back in there and seven people walk out from the back ready to receive the Lord. But you knew it all. Are you here? <laughs> so, so watch this. So the occupation, the first thing you have to know is that it's going to take work. That's why he said, pray the Lord that he send forth workers. That word laborers is the word workers. <laughs> it's amazing how he lines all this up. Watch this. So, so, so being a fisherman, write this down. Because notice the first thing we need from you is to be to live as fishers of men. One, it's labor intensive, so it's going to take work. Two, evangelism is often strenuous, mean. You might talk to five people today and everybody reject you. Keep at stay at it. Some plant, some water, but God gives the increase, okay? So you have to be willing to have work ethic. Write that down. Work at what do you mean? Persistence. And dedication to the task. You got to be persistent. Not annoying. There's a difference. Don't annoy me. See, there's a difference in being persistent and annoying. Persistence is um, there's going to be a consistent ministering to you. Okay? But annoying is when I say I'm good, you, you, you keep pressing. You keep pressing. And you keep coming back with the same thing. You keep coming back and you're overbearing. He who wins souls is wise. And again, back to that spiritual perception, when you're spiritually discerning and perceptive, you, you, you know when they're, they're either agitating or they're not receiving, and you know when to stop. But when you're not, you, you just you keep going, and they shut all the way down. So you have to, that's, again, you, you have, you're relying on person of Holy Spirit. So when you engage in a conversation, when you're meeting people, and, and when you, you don't, want, don't know what to say, and allow him to speak. Y'all know when people shutting, shutting down. You talking now, they started looking all across the street. They done went back to pumping gas. Don't, don't keep on. Don't, don't, don't. No. No. Hey, man, you know, pleasure meeting, yada, yada, going. But, okay. Be, remember, got some plant, some water. Here's the thing. You, you just want to sow the seed. There may be occasions where, you know, you, you boom, boom, boom. And everything happened right there. Then it may be a case where you just drop the seed and it'd be the next man they minister to. So, so, but, but nonetheless, I have to at least fish. Are you here? Y'all here? So, so being a fisherman, it involves strenuous evangelism. Write these down. It involves work, work ethic. So again, watch this. When, when we come here every Sunday and we're not doubling and tripling in size, that's a good sign. We don't understand work ethic. Or we're not being disciples living like Jesus did. So it involves strenuous evangelism, work ethic. Watch this. Persistence and dedication to the task. Persistence, dedication to the task. And watch this. And the most rewarding part of evangelism is when that man or woman come to know Jesus. It makes all the, the toiling, it makes all the long work and the walking the streets and knocking on doors and menacing people. It makes it worth it. That's why the scripture says heaven rejoices when one man repents 
more so than 99 who needs no repentance. So a great, listen, 99 didn't say anything, but that one soul causes heaven, to, causes rejoicing to take place in heaven, which means that one soul is important to Jesus. Every soul, but you know what I'm saying. And I'm saying that to say, don't have the attitude. I don't talk to all these people. It, you, I don't talk to 300 people today. It could be person 301 that's ready to receive. And another thing, as a fisherman, you have to have a right attitude. I'll write that down. Because I don't know of any fisherman, me personally, even when we fished growing up, I never went with the attitude of I'm not going to catch anything. First of all, you have the wrong attitude. If I, you know, I'm, I'm going fishing now, but I have no expectation of catching anything. Okay? So my attitude, again, has to be that of Jesus. Are you with me? Now, I, I, the next thing we need, write this down. What else do I need? I need you as fishermen to commit your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. This is what he needs from us. So this will eliminate any, anything you think we need. I'm telling you what we need right now. Number one, what, is, what do we need? We talk, when I say we as a body, we, come, guys, come, please, are, are, are you guys okay? So we, number one, we need you to, now this time I want to hear everyone. If you're breathing, talk to the preacher. Number one, do what? Okay, live as fishers of men. Where does it start? Where, where, where does your fishing begin? You, you, you see, your pond is your pond is your residence. So, well, let's do this. I said your place of employment, but it first starts at home. Your place of residence, and watch this. Anywhere else outside of that, at, when you're at Walmart, I'm fishing. J just a di different type of fish. Okay, when I'm at whatever, I'm still fishing. Notice, it's, this is not something that we turn off and on. We live. That's why Jesus said, I will make you fishermen of people. Not, not, not just every now and again. You live like this. Right? A fisherman patterns him or herself after who? Did, did y'all see that? So that means it's, 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 it's imperative that I live like who? That my life reflects whose? Whose? When that doesn't happen, guess what? You, guess what you can become. You said it. Say it out loud. Yeah, that. But yeah, but I thought you said poor bait. Same thing. You, you bad bait. Because now I'm trying to catch whoever. But like, you ain't about to catch nothing with that. What you about to catch with that? Just like there's different bait for bass than for crappy. You, you was about to say something, brother Robert. Yeah, right. But but watch this. It, it, he's true to a good extent, but then there are much wiser fish who've been in the game for a minute, who know that kind of nonsense as soon as it hit the water. Y'all do it in the natural. Oh, he ain't hitting on that. You tell by the way he walk, he ain't worth I mean, he's valuable to Jesus, but you, you, you know he ain't no good for me. I can tell by the way he walk, he is not up to much good. <laughs> But see, we laughing at it, but you want your witness. A, a, a member called me today and said, Pastor, you, you know, 
they were sharing some things and it was like, you know, b- before you hang out, let me say something. You know, one of my coworkers came to me and somebody approached him and said, it, there's no way that he can be that happy every day. What is it that he's doing that, that well, there's no way. See, what I was sharing with him, see, your light shining. And I said all the time, people are watching you even when you don't know it. Do y'all, did you hear what I said? When you were at Walmart, they, they, they may not know you from, the man, from a man on the moon, woman on the moon, but they are watching when you at grandma's house, guess what? They, they, they done seen you post up a verse about Jesus, and they done seen you in church on Sunday morning, and you talking about how good they are. They're watching. That's why I, I probably, I'm not going to say it anymore, but I used to say, and I, I'm not looking for you to fall, but if you fall, fall away from people. Fall with folk that don't know you. Fall, go out of town. Get around some folk that don't know you from the moon. Fall, in, fall over there. Then get yourself together, come back. But 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 watch this. It's a bad witness when I fall right in the very front, the one that I'm trying to win. But, but see, when that happens, now they have no hope because because it, it ain't working for you. So why in the world you think it's going? That don't mean you, you're not gonna ever miss it. But the point is, if it's not working for you, how you why you think I'm gonna buy it and it's not working for you? But if you show me it's working for you then I'm more convinced to perhaps purchase this, what you're trying to sell me. But we're trying to sell people something that we're, we're not living testimonies that it's even working for us. So they say, why do I want your Jesus? Wow. Wow. Are y'all here? That's just an example. I mean, see, if you're getting condemned, you got the wrong spirit right now. <laughs> That's the point. So if your thing was hot dogs... And I'm like, man, I'm hot dogs and hot dogs. I'm not going to eat one in front of you. Let me eat one down the street. By the fact, by myself. Don't even go around nobody else. Because they might see your Facebook profile and all, and you've messed up again. Go, just go, go. Don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not condoning it, but I'm saying if I just got, got to do it, Sister Moore. Dude, why, 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 why you got to put people in your business? Huh? I sense about three people feeling kind of like, oh, where are you going? Where are you going with this? What are you trying to say? Just do, just, just. <laughs> are y'all here? Let, let's, okay, so, so, so the next thing, what's number two? We need you to commit your bodies as a living sacrifice to who? God. Not me, not pastor, but to God. In other words, be committed to God. Be committed to, be committed to who? The reason why I say that, and I said this Sunday, said this Sunday. Uh, yeah, I said this Sunday. Oh, here it go right here. Y'all with me? I had to have to print this out because my iPad was plugged up. For some reason, it wasn't charging. So thank God for emails. Amen? Um, so what's, what's, not, what's the second thing we need you to do? Now, I'm, I'm going to, oftentimes you see me painting the audience looking at you. Okay. Now this time I'm I'm gonna do it, and I want to see I want to see how the mouth because some because here's what's happening because see first we gotta learn how to follow instructions because here's what's happening I say what did I say and the person next to you talking you looking at me like this like I'm like does can he not speak does the cat have her tongue and, and, and see listen the, the, listen the reason why I want you to say it because I, I want to make sure that you got it not not just to hear you talk I want to make sure that you're getting this. So number two is, what's number two? (laughs) 
do what? Commit my body as a living. Then you can put in other words, be committed to God. So let's try it again. What is it, Jessica? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Now, the people in the back, y'all with us? Okay. So what's number two? In other words, do what? Okay. Romans 12 and 1. We're just going to do one tonight. Watch this. <laughs> the reason why I say this is because, watch this. If you commit yourself to God, you will commit yourself to his leadership, being pastor myself. Okay? And watch this. Your commitment to pastor myself is only as good as your commitment is to God. So if you're not committed to God, you're not going to be committed to us. That's why I don't take things personally because it's no reflection on me. It's where he is with God. That's why I said Sunday, watch this. When you present your bodies as a living sacrifice to God, it's a, one, it's a personal sacrifice. God wants you. Say this, God wants me. That's what he wants. Watch this. He don't want your money. Tithe and give you offering, but, but listen, let me finish. It's because somebody's like, yeah, I told y'all, I told you we ain't going to do that. We, we, it's a new dispensation. You see, now you're being foolish because God still lives. And when you tithe, you honor him as the one who was the supplier of your need, man. <laughs> you got people who are fussed about that dime, but a play the Powerball religiously. Every week, and it's getting more than what a tithe would be. It ain't hit yet, and probably, and see if you were tithing, you'd probably be done hit. I'm not saying God the one to cause you to hit, cause He doesn't back that system, but maybe some favor. If you found some favor up, and somebody just just happened to had a dream and just just seen them numbers in big letters, thirty six, twenty seven. <laughs> Watch this, God. God, that, listen. God wants you. He doesn't want your money. He doesn't want your time. He doesn't want even your talents. He wants you. And watch this. If he gets you, watch this. If he gets you, he has your money. If he gets you, he has your time. And if he has you, he has your talents. Are you here? Watch this. I beseech you there. Uh, yeah, okay. I beseech you there for brethren by the mercy of God to, to present your bodies as a, as a living sacrifice, holy, there it goes again, sanctified, that, that word holy, it means sanctified, set apart, distinguished other than. So when the Bible talks about being holy, it means that you are set apart. So that means there, we're not talking about, we're talking about lifestyle wise. I should be, there's something different about me than it is the person who, do, who does not know God or who is without relationship with him. That should be, it should be like night and day, my conversation is different. My walk is different. My love for people is different. There's a difference. Why? Because we're responding and living and loving like Jesus. My commitment, my worship is different. Whereas people will commit to worldly things, I'm committed to God. First, I'll show you. Are you with me? Watch this. Holy, acceptable to God. And, and listen, and when you live like this, Committed people come offering something. Committed people don't ask. And most of the time, we, we still, people still come to church wanting rather than offering. The, the, the reason is better to give than it is to receive because it is the giving 
that causes you to receive. Give and it. Say it again. But what do you have to do, though, in order to? You have to do what first? And watch this. You have people who are receivers and upset because they're not getting anything. And when in actuality, if you just gave some time, then you would get. So if you never have, perhaps you never. One of the major problems in the church is a lot of church people, they are still coming to services trying to receive something rather than give something. You hear people all the time. Y'all heard it say, you hear people say stuff like, I ain't getting anything out of service. That's a message. That music, didn't, that music didn't move me. I ain't getting anything out of service. People who talk like this, whether you realize it or not, these statements reveal a misunderstanding of the whole point of coming to worship. Worship is not about coming to get something. It's about coming to offer something. So people who talk like that are people who misunderstand worship. I didn't get anything out of it. See, because you came snatching. Came only thinking of yourself. You didn't come offering anything. Wow. So the second thing we need is what? Is you to commit your bodies as a living sacrifice to who? Now, the law said this is your reasonable service. So let me show you, the, show you what that means. Notice it says, which is your what? The, the word, write this down. The word reasonable is translated. Logicus, L-O-G-I-K-O-S. It's logicus in the Greek. It is the word we get logic or logical from. Okay? So total commitment. Listen to this. This is what he's saying. Total commitment is the only logical course of action when we realize who God is in our lives. Wow, i say that again. When we realize who God is in our lives, do you hear this? Total commitment is the only logical course of action. Which brings me to my next point. Did y'all hear what I just said? Listen, it's the word logicus from which we get the word logical, logical. So when God is first, listen to this, total commitment is the only logical course of action. How come you don't act stupid like everybody else? Because I'm committed to God. How come you ain't out here doing it? Have fun, enjoy life. I'm committed to God. Are y'all here? Will you realize that you are a fisherman? You're a fisherman. Just, just, just ponder on this for a second. How many fish did you catch last year? And, and let me tell you, how if there was no fish caught, people caught, how some were void of spiritual perception. How many in 2018, at some point in time throughout the year, were in the presence of other people? <laughs> okay, see. If I'm at work and not even remotely concerned about people around me, you, you, there's no spiritual perception. You, you have forgotten that you are a fisherman. That's why you have to live like Jesus. So I can't go on. I can't see when it's a lifestyle, you don't have to, you don't have, you don't, there's not this cuckoo, you know, one day up, one day down, one day. We, she's consistent. And watch this. Your conversation is the same. I'm not coming there talking about God one day to the next day. I'm talking about killing somebody and going in and acting a pure fool. No, it's consistent. See the difference? Boy, y'all quiet. Third, we'll close with this one. Notice we said, which is a reasonable service. So in other words, well, I hope you wrote this down. Total commitment is the only logical course of action when we realize that God is who? First, what, to, right, say this, total commitment 
is the only logical course of action. Make it personal. When I realize God is first. Or you, or you can say who God is in my life, which is supreme. Okay? So number three, the next thing we need from you is make the kingdom of God priority. Numero uno. Number one. So what's number three? Make the kingdom of God. Okay. <laughs> Still. Let me say it again. If you're breathing, now the back row talked this time, then the front row didn't say anything. Oh, the middle row was, the whole middle row was just silent. So, number th- number one, what we need from you. And, and, and when I say we, this is kingdom, because it's all Bible. These, these aren't my suggestions and my ideas. They're biblical, okay? Number one, le- see, wh- wh- who? So that means make it a lifestyle. Because I say be a fisherman. We, we, we need you to be fishermen. See, that, that, that could be some timey. And you only do it when you're at church functions. We don't need fishermen at church. He who is healed is not in need of a physician. Jesus came for the lost sheep. Lost. Out of relationship. And let me tell you something. That's why your connection is so important. Where you're called. And don't take that lightly. Because the, the place where God places you. That's the place where you're going to blossom, where you're going to flourish, where you're going to increase. That's why you, that's why you have to know who the voice of God is for, you, for your life. So, and there's nothing, and I know some of you watch other people, but, but if you're listening to Reverend Greenfoot more than Pastor Tracy and myself, that is your pastor. Because you're not receiving from me, you're sitting up here entertaining thoughts of what he said or she said. Are you here? And that's why it's hard for some to receive things we say because it ain't nothing bearing fruit because I don't receive him as my prophet of God. My prophet, my prophetess of God. So when they speak, I can't receive their reward what they spoke because I ain't even said it. When they want to hear, the other. Are you here? So what's number three? We want to do what? Matthew 6.33. Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added in his righteousness and all these things, all of these things shall be added unto the very things that people worry about, food, clothes, shelter, stuff. He said, I will add these to you. Put it up. Read this out loud. I, no, no, no. I'll tell you what. Let, let's go to verse 25. And let me get it on now. Come on. Watch this. Therefore. Hold on. He says, he, he said, what? Don't do what? Why are you worried? What you shall. What you shall. About your, what you shall put on where? See, your body or what you shall? Is not life more than, and the body more than clothing? Well, that, that's all you worried about? Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. You know how many people in here yoked up, well, in the body of Christ, strapped right now because they're trying to do things to keep up with people who are not struggling. Where some are. But you have to know where you are. You have to know where you are. And watch this. Let, let me tell you something. Anything you got to struggle to keep, you're not, it, it's not the season for you to have it. You miss what? It, if I got to struggle to keep it, it's not the season for you to have it. No, I didn't say you don't need it, but you don't need that one. If I have to struggle to keep it, perhaps it's not the season for you to have that one. Ooh. 
pastor, well, pastor, you know, you know, my credit was just jacked up. We've done talked about repairing your credit so much. If it's jacked up, you want it to be jacked up. But 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 then again, when you're not focused and don't understand working on something, and you're more busy trying to impress people with outer and material things, you get caught up in that. And watch this. Then, then when it's, I'm never in position to do anything for the church, and we get mad at pastor because I'm. I have more month than money because of my bad decisions. Just opt out of being behind this year. Opt out of trying to keep up with anybody other than yourself this year. Say, the only person I'm trying to maintain and keep up with is me. Opt out of it. And watch this. The same people that some are trying to impress, they don't even notice you, that, and the other. It's crazy. This verse, the, the ver, this verse's meaning is, is as direct as it sounds. We are to seek first the kingdom of God. Watch this as a priority over the things of the world. Go back to verse uh, 33. We are to seek the things of God. Watch this as a priority or priority number one over the things of the world. That, what do you mean seek first the kingdom? That means I have God's influence is priority number one over everything that I do. His influence, his input, his direction. His, it, it, God influences everything I do first. And I govern my life by that, by his influence. Are you here? So we ought to seek things of God as priority over the things of the Lord. Watch this. Does this mean that we should neglect uh, the reasonable and daily, daily duties that help sustain our lives? No. Absolutely not. We're not saying that. But for the child of God, watch this, there should be a difference in our attitude toward those things. I'm not going to go to work seven days a week, then skip Bible study, skip Sunday just because. See, see, see the difference? Watch this. And, and, this is, and I'm not saying because you see, it's one thing I have to work tonight opposed to I ain't going. I got to work in the morning. See, that, he's, he's not priority number one because when he's priority number one. See, we don't say that when you're over boo-boo house. You know what I'm saying? When sons got that little party on Tuesday night, you know what I'm saying? I got to go to work in the morning. See, gratifying the flesh. But see, when God's part of number one, if we in service all night, I know the Lord can change the course of whatever my situation is at any second. I'd rather sit and get that word, a life-changing word that'll take me up off this job, does not pay me what I'm worth anyhow. So job will be there tomorrow. But as for now, I want to sit at the feet of Jesus. Are you here? So our attitude toward that should be different than someone who is worldly first. See the difference? I mean, watch this. If we're taking care of God's business as priority number one, seeking him first, living obedience to him, and sharing the good news of the kingdom with others, watch this. That he would take care of our business as he promised. He says that. He said, I will add these things to you. So if these things aren't been added on a continuing basis, perhaps we're not seeking him or have him priority number one. Watch this. You see that? And watch this. And if you are worrying, perhaps he's not first because he first he said, don't worry. Then verse 34 said, worrying is not going to add anything. If you are worrying, I submit you have dropped God somewhere out of his place. Because for me not to worry, saying, God got this. Y'all miss what I just said. If you're worrying, perhaps these things have you anxious. And if kingdom is, the point is this, if kingdom first, I'm not going to be a word wobble worry or worry worry wobble or whatever you call them just yeah or worry wart notice he said and he means what he said he said i will give you these things and guess what we're doing 
Matter of fact, he said, these are the things that heathens worry about. And he said, I will give you the thing that they're actually working and worried about. I will give them to you if you make me a priority. You see the difference? So now, because I honor him with my profession, supernatural things are happening. We know. We'll say he knows my he, he knows. I won't come to prayer, but I go to the football game. I go to the picnic Friday night. I go to the such and such. I go to the, they got weird quiet right there. We're talking about your spiritual well-being, being your spiritual. Does that mean don't ever go to a game? No. But, but, but where's kingdom at in this? Am I this committed to kingdom? I go over such and such house to do the, the things that you do on the continue. You know, I play poker every Friday, play pinball or bingo, whatever. I mean, you do that religiously. Am I that committed to God? Hmm. And I'm going to hit every party, whatever. Do I, when Pastor Tracy has the jewels, do I go? Matter of fact, not only do I go, but do I bring other fish with me? See the difference? Boy, I got real quiet in there. Well, let, let's go ahead and shut this down then. <laughs> this is, watch this. I'm done. Listen to this. Get this last little bit on it. How do we know if we are truly seeking God's kingdom first? Okay? There are questions that we can ask ourselves. Listen to this. Number one, where do I primarily spend my energies? Where do I primarily spend my energies? Is all my time and money spent on goods of no value? Huh. Girl, look at these boots. I got these boots. Girl, look at these. Look at this purse. Look at this. Look at this car. Look at this. Look at this. I got it, it. But when it's Super Sunday or Thanks Offering, we tip out or don't come that Sunday, or just throw just throw something any any whatever I got left over. But do I approach those things with the same intensity and desire as I want to? Boy, this is good right here. Is all my time and money spent on goods of no value, or do I? Invest into the kingdom of God where there is eternal value. Am I storing up treasures in heaven, making deposits into the kingdom? Listen, when you seek God first, when God is priority number one, you can rest in this holy dynamic. When Jesus said all these things will be giving, given unto you. But he has to be priority number one. And let me ask you this question. Um. Uh, Name one, name one area, name one place or one reason God would give you for saying, okay, this one time, I don't have to be first. Just this one time, I don't have to be first. You, you're not going to find it. Huh? Watch this. You have to love God. Boy, this, now this is a hard pill. This is going to be a hard one. More than your mama. I know it's going to take some of you time to get there. You have to love God more than you do daddy. You have to love God more. See, see how y'all looking at me now? Like, hey, you have to say it like that. That's Bible. You have to love him more than your children. What would a man give in exchange for his soul? Would you? If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.